All right. So Patrick Riley and I have been talking for the last couple of minutes, and I thought I'd just uh, plug in the blue snowball microphone and record our conversation and share it with all of you. Hello. So thanks for being here, and thanks for the discussion. Uh, Patrick and I have quite a few discussions that really pushed my thinking, and I thought, why not share it with the rest of the staff here? Well, in the world, if they're interested to listen to this mm-hmm. podcast, right? I'm sure everyone is. Yeah, I'm sure they are too. So, <laughs> uh, Patrick, you know, you guys talked about this obviously in uh, at the beginning of the year at 2.5, and even as we started personalized learning. But let's talk more about proficiency-based progress mm-hmm. and even some standards-based grading uh, discussions. Why? Why? Why are we doing this? What's What's the why behind this? Sure. So I think when you th- think about those two pieces that we've talked about, there are a lot of things that kind of blend into each other, but those should be separate discussions. So when we talk about our proficiency-based progress, our proficiency tables, we're really talking about how are we being clear with our students about what our intentions are for a given lesson. Um, stating those out, we, we want to focus on our I can statements. No matter when a kid comes into a classroom or a learning environment, uh, there should be no surprises. They should know exactly what they're working on and why they're working on it. And as teachers progress through the day and facilitate that learning, they should be giving feedback specific to that learning target for the student so their learning is very, very clear. Um, The other piece to that was standards-based. And I think, again, that that really goes back to clarity. It's it's understanding exactly what a student should know. Grades are meant to communicate. They're meant to communicate a student progress on on a given learning target. So I think a standard can do that better than a 73%. And those standards, and it's some muddy work that we're going through, but we're looking at weeding out some of the things like, well, they're really, really good kids, so I'm going to bump them up a little bit. Or they did some extra credit pieces. Or... They're missing a couple assignments, but it, it eliminates some of those pieces and truly shares out what a kid or a student knows and can do. Yeah. And that's that's what I love about standards-based grading. It's focused on the learning. Mm-hmm. It is 100% focused on the learning and where that kid is yep. within the learning process. Yep. So uh, that's why I've always been behind a, a standards-based grading philosophy because I, I feel like... Uh, it's right for kids. So, um, you know, one of the things that we've walked through um, with many of the groups in the building is, can you combine standards on your proficiency table to create a reported standard? For sure. I think when you look at the middle school, you have to. Um, If we take math or anything, really, there's, there's way too many content standards. We are calling them academic standards in our, our proficiency table work. There's way too many of those to report out every single one. I think if I have over 100 kids and I have 40, 50, 60 different uh, standards that I'm reporting out on, I am going to break down yes, from exhaustion. It, it's not going to be possible. I am possible. thinking about that. <laughs> um, but if I can look at some of those, and, and they do combine and they build off of each other. So if I can combine some academic standards, if I'm, if we want to take the common core standards and combine them. Um, but there might be three or four in a given area that can be reported out in one reported standard. Gotcha. Um, big ideas, big themes, um, looking at, and I know 
the terminology we use is reported standards, but really thinking of those reported standards and what is the competency you want that student to be able to demonstrate. Mm -hmm. And there's a few different, oftentimes there's a few different content or academic standards that can fall into what a reported standard could be. Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. Um, You know, I think even on my end, I'll fully own it that sometimes I go back and forth, like what is the difference between a proficiency table Mm -hmm. and standards-based grading? Um, Elaborate on that. What is the difference? Because there is a difference between a a proficiency table and then actual standards-based grading. Yep. I think standards-based grading is the end result. It's the reporting out to parents, to students, where where they stand on a learning target. It's, It's I am proficient, I'm approaching proficient, um, I haven't even started this work yet, so I, I need a lot more support to show you where I can be. That grading piece is a reporting piece. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. That proficiency table is what embodies teaching. It, it defines what learning looks like for a reported standard. So we're going to go and identify what is most important. We're going to label that as reported standard. That table then is going to define what that looks like. So when I'm conferencing with students, when I'm planning my lessons, when I'm preparing um, different assessments, or if I have a student coming up to me and saying, hey, I, I really understand this lesson. I would like to do my final product X, Y, or Z, or in a different way, yeah, yeah. then we can cross-check that with a proficiency table. Proficiency table is essentially quality control of your lesson planning, uh, quality control of, of the products that you're looking for from students. So that really drives your teaching, um, your instructional practices, and that reported, the standards-based reporting pieces that and once all of that's done, then you're going to put that on a piece of paper and communicate that out to parents where they stand on a given target. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're uh, about at the six minute mark. So I always like to keep these short, but if you have any last words, uh, you know, here's the time to share it with the world. Yep. You're everyone's doing awesome. Uh, it's hard work. We, Brian, we, we live this work. We have certain proficiency tables that we're writing and um, I will sit here and tell you uh how they need to be. And and I've made mistakes in putting language in a proficiency table that shouldn't be in there. That is more assessment-based language. And I go back and we're constantly reflecting on what we're doing, refining what we're doing. Um, it's, It's a process. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. But understand that everybody that has their eyes on these and their ears on the work that's happening is impressed and, and really appreciate all the hard work that's going into them. Yeah. I, I would, uh, second that. Uh, It's not easy work. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And that's why a lot of people don't dive into this type of work because they realize how much it entails. And But when you look at it and you think about everything that it is that we're doing, we have to, you Mm -hmm. know, this is, this is what's good for kids. Mm -hmm. And and this is going to give kids feedback like they've never had before. And because of that, the learning uh, should just be doubled yep. essentially because we've taken out a lot of factors uh, that aren't necessarily focused on learning. And and now we're putting plans in place and a grading philosophy in place that really focuses on who is this kid and what does this kid need in order mm-hmm. to be successful. And now we have assessment data that tells us exactly what we need to do next with that, with that student. So um, I, once again, I, I echo that what Patrick just said, 
there is a lot of great work going on in this building. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people realize the work that they've done. And I've shared this a million times and I'll share it one more is the fact that I'm having conversations with students like I've never had before. They're talking about their learning in ways they've never talked about it before. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's amazing to listen to a kid advocate for him or herself, but then have that type of feedback that the teacher gave them and take it and run with it. A lot of the times it was, well, I got a eight out of 10 or I got a nine out of 10. So I did yep. pretty well on it. They're not even saying that anymore. They're saying I need to do this or I'm really strong in this area. They're, mm-hmm. they're very specific. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's been, it's been fun to watch. I know it's a lot of work, but uh, I'm glad that we're able to do this with our staff and I'm glad we're doing the right things. And, you know, like anything, it's going to take time. Yep. It, it, it doesn't come overnight yep. and you're going to put something in writing is just like a lesson plan. You're going to go, whether well, it looked good in writing, yep. it sounded good when we talked about it, but as we do this, we need to make some tweaks. And that's, you know, I guess my final message here, I keep saying final message, but this is never a completed document, in my opinion. Correct. It's like a lesson plan. You yep. know, you're hopefully you're not teaching the same lesson plan the exact same way you did 25 years ago. Yep. Is that you continually make changes because through experiences you've bettered yourself and mm-hmm. bettered yourself and and helping students mm-hmm. uh, be successful. So my rant's over. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. I know we've thanks. talked about it for a while. Yes, we have. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you ever need anything, you know how to hit us up. Do that. Proud to be a knight.